Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you with us. Today, Absolutely. Today it's just me and Rob. Yeah. Just the two of us. Just the two of us, man. <laughs> Can we come up with a different song? I, I don't know. Uh, there isn't there the, the well. There's one is the loneliest number, <laughs> um, which I plan on using if it's ever just me. Yeah, footnotes. I don't think it'll ever just be you. If it's ever just you and footnotes, and we don't tell people. Oh man, that would be so funny. So because I would come in left racket up if you want. <laughs> yeah, we just Logan just records footnotes, and then and then Rob comes in with a hype track behind it. Not that we've ever done that before. No. No, we never no, we, would have done we, that for the end of a Footnotes podcast. When that, I had to leave early? No, yeah. never would have done that. No. For sure. For um, sure not. Nope. Go and find the meaning of this if you want. That'll <laughs> that'll jack up our play count. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Speaking of coughing, shortcomings for last week were we decided to all get sick. Everybody. Oh man! Everybody decided to get sick. Uh, uh, most of our team, you and I. I, mean, I think. Well, did you you ask first service? Oh yeah, that's right. We went to two services last week. What? 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 Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> so we decided to get sick the week that we were going to go to two services because you know what? What's a little stress? We had nothing to do. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing really big going on. Nothing just, to get know. ready. We didn't have a whiteboard full of things to get marked off. No, it's fine. It's fine. You know, we were like, you know what? Let's let's all get deathly ill and try to die, and spend most of the week sleeping. That sounds like a great idea. That sounds like a great way to start off two services. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you ask first service, like, who all got sick or who was sick that week? No, it was during prayer time. It was, oh, that's, it was right, our, that's right. It was prayer time. Pre-service prayer time with our with our core team that was there for first service, and almost all the hands went up. I think everybody raised their hand. I I, I don't know who didn't raise their hand. I didn't notice. It was like everybody. Yeah. We were all. It was the mission mission. It, I don't I don't even know. I can't come up with a good pun. I'm sorry. I've let you all down. No pun from me. Mission RX. Ooh, mission RX. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, well, we didn't come up with a good pun, but, but there, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> That's our shortcoming for next week. Yikes! We gave it to you early. Yikes! So yeah, no, we uh, everybody was everybody was sick, but despite that, despite our best efforts, um, we went to two services this Sunday, and it was a smashing success. We added a nine o'clock service to our already established ten thirty service. Yeah, and it went swimmingly. It did. I was really happy with how balanced the two services were because you could have, when you have two services, you could have like, you know, 80% show up in the, in the original service and oh, sure. and 20% show up in the new service mm-hmm. and then you still don't have. And the second service was still too full and we had an empty first service that felt very awkward. Yeah. That, that could have yeah. happened, but yeah. it didn't happen. Did not happen. It, it was, it was nicely balanced uh, I won't say which service is my favorite service. We're not going to play favorites. Yeah. Nine we love o'clock. all our services. Just I'm looking at you. 
<laughs> All those early risers, crazy people. It's fine. Yeah, it's not. Well, that's that's not the eight. We're not doing an eight o'clock service. No, the, no. Those are the. Well, and with the times, those that we are hearty folks. If we were gonna do, if we were gonna add a third service, we would have to. If we were gonna go before the nine, it would have to be a seven forty-five. No, eight o'clock would be the. Oh, you know you're right. It'd have to be seven forty-five at the minimum. Yeah. Really, seven thirty. But what yeah. I think we'd do if we were gonna add a third service before it would be a seven o'clock abbreviated service because everybody that early in the morning really just wants to get stuff done yeah they're motivated no we'd be like they're probably marching in place exactly like nobody nobody stretching. if you're functioning that early in the morning come find me we want you for setup team there you go <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got some that was good stuff though no when people were excited they were bought in and and we we had a grand time well, if we do add a third service, we've talked about this before, we would want to uh, target the uh, community of people that work on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So so we'd be looking at like probably a Monday night service. Kevin anyway. Schumacher and me, we've been eyeballing that Monday night, like a little drool. Yeah. It's like a thick, juicy steak. And mm-hmm. we're like, mm, that looks good. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a bite of that Monday night. So there you go. Yeah, we'll see when that. I don't know. We'll just see what happens. You just you we'll just stay tuned. Do really good at doing two services and go from there. Yeah, it'll be just fine. We're gonna work out some kinks this week and uh, it'll be great. So come on out and join us. Nine or ten thirty, your choice. Your choice. I would love it's to your, have you. It's yeah. your own world. Do a little Bob Ross. It's your own world. It's your own world. <laughs> My world has every tree looking the same. <laughs> Every tree looking the same. Yikes. Yikes. Why are they all the same color, Logan? What? Oh. Um, and none of them are the same tree, or none of them are tree colored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yikes. So, uh, to start off footnotes this week, we wanted to dig into the implication this week. Just yeah. to start off with a little discussion, just ramble a bit, just jabber. Uh, jabber while we walkie <laughs> about the implication. Yeah, so our mission, you know, I want to just bring up our mission, our vision statements. Our vision statement says we're a movement of diverse people living out God's sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. And then our mission is raising biblical disciples who develop transparent relationships, sacrifice for others, and heal divisions. And if we're going to live those things out well, and we have to know that God is always at work, and we have to tune our eyes to see it. Which was what our implication was. What yeah. a good implication. What an implication. Nailed it. No, that that's that is a good point. Because if I mean, if that's who we are, if we're gonna be those things, if that's going to define who we are at Mission Ridge as a church body, then we probably should be aware that God is at work, and we need to be looking for that. Absolutely. When I first responded to the call of discipleship. I you know, I I understood my call to to uh live for Christ in in a sense, uh my call to follow Christ. I mean those pieces I think uh, uh 
you know, to be to follow Christ and be changed by Christ, like those are the pieces that I really felt that I really had grasped and understood, and were was doing my best to live out. You know, and I had gone to Bible school, you know, and I was probably you know ten years after Bible school that uh, Jim Putman preached a sermon on discipleship and 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 the final pieces to be on mission with with Jesus. And that's the piece that I hadn't fully embraced and fully embraced the idea of me being a discipler as part of that mission. Hmm. And so when I first decided that, okay, I'm going to, I'm all in, believing that Jesus was going to lead me to that, like, was super important to me. Believing that he was actively at work and and hadn't just had some words written about him 2,000 years ago, ascended in heaven, and has just kind of remained aloof. No, I believe that he has led me every step of the way when when it comes when it has come to discipleship. So hmm. uh, that's it's been a driving belief for me that 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 following Jesus and being changed by Jesus took actually on a on a new significance because I knew that I needed to be a discipler. I didn't know how to be a discipler. And so even though I was living those first two elements out, I had to go back to them and trust that that work would continue. Like, hmm. I still need Jesus to change. I'm As a senior pastor, I need him to teach me what it means to lead a body of believers. Hmm. And I trust that he's leading me in that pro- Like, this is his church. He's going to lead. He's going to bring the people around me that are going to speak wisdom. He's going to bring people around me that will help me make decisions. People around me that will help me grow sure. as a pastor, as a, as a leader, as a friend. And so that's, uh, that's why this implication this week was so important to me. Nice. Oh, that's good. I like that a lot. I like that. And that, I mean, that, it really does, it really does change how we live out that mission vision statement. When we really buy in on that, then we are going to be walking that out in a different manner. Yeah, and I guess the the excuse could be, well, I don't know how, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump mm-hmm. in. I didn't let that get in my way. I just said, Lord, you're at work. You're gonna have to show me. Yeah. And then I responded to the things that presented themselves, and within a month, I was actually leading <clears throat> the discipleship element of our youth ministry at uh, Post Falls Real Life. And I had 80 students that I was responsible for suddenly. That was a month later. Mm-hmm. And I was being mentored by the youth pastor. And, uh, you know, there's a, there was a whole team of us that were looking at discipleship together. There were uh, easily uh, a dozen of us. Sure. They were looking at this. I think that, that ties to your call to action. Um so the call to action here is follow Jesus, changed by Jesus, on mission with Jesus. 
which is that's straight out of our uh, our real life discipleship um, handbook go to um, DNA right and and you'll notice it says follow following Jesus is the first one yeah that comes before changed by Jesus right so and before on mission with Jesus so you don't have to understand where you're going you don't have to understand how you're gonna do it all you have to do is decide to follow Absolutely. and yeah that might be a little scary and we'll probably talk about that a little bit more through the rest of the series here but that that first step like all you got to do is decide to follow like god's at work are you gonna decide to turn and get on board absolutely yeah and we're stuff. looking at we're looking at the story of moses right mm-hmm. in, in yeah in care group three, this week yeah in care group this week and if moses decides not to go yeah if he if abram doesn't go to the land that god will show him Mm-hmm. You know, and if Isaac, you know, at any at any point, someone could choose to just not. To All move. they got to do is decide to s- just not do what, just not partner. Right. Yep. And the whole thing comes crashing down right there. Yep. Or at least God has to change who, like their 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 part of the story would be done. Their part, right? Unless unless God pulls a Jonah. And he can do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's God, so he can, he that's his prerogative. But if God pulls a Jonah on you, you're going to be well aware. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not going to surprise you. Like, oh, is that what's been going on? <laughs> I just thought this fish really liked me. <laughs> oh, good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about... Uh, I think you, you mentioned this a little bit on Sunday, but let's talk about this a little bit more. Jesus seeing God at work and then partnering with him. Because mm. this is, this, we're not pulling this out of nowhere. Like, this isn't like something that we're just making up. Like, this is something that we literally see Jesus doing. Yeah, this is. Uh... <laughs> so we got a couple of examples just right off the top of our heads. It is, Zacchaeus is like the, the classic story i think of jesus walking along absolutely luke 19 verse 1 through 10 records a story and and uh zacchaeus is a wee little man apparently a wee little man was he and so uh climbed he, way up to the top of the tree to see what he could see i don't know if that's how the song goes but it's how it's going now there you go i use a chief tax collector and was rich and wanted to see jesus Mm-hmm. Um, so he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him. And Jesus somehow connects the dots that, oh, God is at work in this guy's heart. Mm-hmm. And so he says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down, received him joyfully. So Jesus just adjusted his life. Sure. I don't know what Jesus' dinner plans were before this. What was what was Jesus teaching about right before this? Just as a matter, I, this might completely rabbit trail us off, but uh, Luke eighteen. What, what do we get right before this? That's a good question. Uh, parable of the persistent. Uh, Widow, the Pharisee, and the tax collector. Huh. 
Uh, let the children come to me. The rich young ruler approaches him. Rich young ruler. Pharisee and tax collector. Yeah, mm. he was a... So I'd heard... Uh, I heard Marty teach this before. And, and this has come up in discussion before of that... Uh, like when Jesus heals somebody... Uh, it's usually because it directly applies to what he's teaching. Mm. So it applies to this somehow. Um, so when Jesus is, and I, I, I have a hunch, I have a hunch. I don't know whether this plays out or not. Uh, people might tell me that I'm crazy, but I have a hunch that if Jesus is deciding to use this public opportunity to be like, Hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to, you know, get down, come on. I'm going to, we're going, we're going to dinner at your house. Right. Right. Like this is, I feel like Jesus has an agenda because he's Jesus, because he's God. It's not just him seeing like, oh, God's at work in this. Like Jesus is so aligned with this that his, what he's, what his, what his agenda is and what God's agenda is, is obviously the same thing, right? These, these are the will, the father and the son's will are, are one on this. Um, and so I, I, I have a hunch that probably if he's using this as an example to teach people, then it's probably going to tie with what he taught, what, what he was teaching about. And that could be, that could be what he was teaching about in 18, or it could have been, you know, just what he was talking with the disciples that day. Yeah. <coughs> well, anyway, that's, that's a side note. They're, they are juxtaposed. I mean, we got the rich young ruler that was unwilling to. Mm-hmm. Unwilling know. to give up what he had and follow. And Zacchaeus, who was like, no, 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 I'm going to do the right thing here. Yeah, and Zacchaeus says, "I'll I, I'll give half of my goods to the poor, mm-hmm. and if I defrauded anyone, I'll restore fourfold." Which is more than he was supposed to. Which is more. If I remember correctly. And by the time he's done doing that, probably doesn't have a lot. There's nothing left. Yep. There's nothing left. Yep. So, so that's one story. Another story. Uh, Jesus. Um, the thing is, God was already working in Zacchaeus's heart. Yeah, that's that. That's the point we I, we wanted to make originally was like Zacchaeus is already there's God is already at work in this guy's life. Yeah, if he's and, looking for Jesus. Yep, and Jesus is aware of this. Jesus sees the burning bush, if you will, and decides to turn and make make opportunity happen. Yeah, yeah. If you see God at work, burning bush, and you don't adjust your life. You're just going to continue doing what you've always done. Sure. Missed opportunity. Missed you opportunity. You be aware of it. Like you might have seen it, seen the burning bush, but if you don't turn to like go go check it out. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that God's going to let you capitalize on that. Uh, there's another story in Matthew 9 where, where Jesus is in Capernaum and... Uh, one of the uh, synagogue rulers came to him and said, "Hey, my daughter has just died. Come lay your hands on her. She'll and she'll live." Yep. And Jesus starts to go with her, and with uh, this lady comes along, and um, she's suffered from a discharge of blood for twelve years, and touches the fringe of Jesus' garment, his tassels. Yeah, his tzitzit. I think. Um. I think it's Dietziot. Something like that. I can, I, yeah. It sounds closer than I could say it. Let's put it that way. 
I'm like um, 90% sure I got that right. And Matthew's uh, version is a little more condensed uh, than uh, than the other gospels when they present the same story. In the other in the other gospels, mm. uh, you know, Jesus knows that power left him. Yeah, which is I imagine super Rogue from X Men. Oh yeah, it's like she touches somebody and they're like, and the energy flows out of them. Yeah, like that's what Jesus knew. Yeah, that's what it was like. This lady's like Rogue. Energy sucker. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, oh, it's like Palpatine. I mean, not Palpatine. Definitely. Well, if you haven't seen Star Wars by this point, sorry, you're just doomed. So it's like Palpatine when he sucks the energy out of those guys at the end. Mm. Boom. Right like that. Mm. That's what was going on. Swoman's Palpatine. There you go. <laughs> Probably none of these, but hey. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to bring the text to life, Rob. <laughs> What's interesting is now, so Capernaum is actually a, a, was a fairly small town, but it's got a pretty large synagogue. Okay, it's one of the bigger synagogues within the region. Mm, compensating, and uh, well, it was built by a Roman centurion. Oh, of all things, uh, which. Earlier in Matthew, there's a story of a Roman centurion that comes to Jesus, and so he seems to be a, at least a theose based, you know, a God fearer hmm. of some sort, and uh, and so wonder if it's the same guy. Um, Intriguing. Yeah, because if it is, if it's the same Roman centurion, or or at least he has some connection to that Roman centurion. Sure. Um, then you've got the, that Roman centurion. You got Peter's mother-in-law g- being healed. That's that's uh, that's happening in the same place, right? Yeah, that's all in the same place. I mean, the, these miracles, and then this woman and this and the synagogue official's daughter, like like these are all within steps of each other. All these miracles. It's a hotbed of Jesus activity, and so. Uh, what's interesting is Jesus calls the woman daughter when mm. he turns and tells her that her, her faith has, has healed her. He calls her daughter. Uh, now, why might that be? Why, why is that a little weird? Well, because Jesus isn't... Are we going all Dan Brown on this? Is, did Jesus have a daughter? Uh, no. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. No Dan Brown. <laughs> no Dan. No Dan Brown. No Da Vinci. <laughs> I'm so helpful today. <laughs> well, what's interesting is is the lady's been suffering from the hemorrhage for 12 years. Yep. The daughter who died is 12 years. Of the synagogue official. Of the synagogue official. Is 12 years old. Who would have had to forbid the the woman for coming into so that you got this you got the synagogue official official there with Jesus who would have been stopping the woman from entering the temple for 12 years well the synagogue or this yeah the the synagogue yeah. stopping the 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 woman from entering the synagogue for 12 years and then they're going off to the synagogue official's daughter who is 12 yeah oh yeah no that 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 might line up yeah no correlation there none yeah 
And the question that I believe that he's being begged to ask is, are you going to recognize religious leader that she is still a daughter? Mm-hmm. Like, like he's and not being chastised. She's he, still got value. She's still got worth. He's not being chastised, but he's being given like a serious. This is a prodding. Mm. This is a, this is a solid elbow to the side. Like, hey, brah. <laughs> so again, just uh, you know, Jesus heading down a path, intent on doing one thing. The conversation gets interrupted. Mm. Jesus gets. I, I, I see these intersections. You know, like Jesus head, is heading north, and all of a sudden, someone's coming at him from the east. Mm. You know, and their paths cross, and Jesus will adjust his path. Every time. Nice. So nice. Partner with God. I dig it. Speaking of... <coughs> speaking of partnering with God, let's, uh, let's, let's take a little bit of a left turn here. Let's flip Oops. ourselves into... Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's take a little, little journey down into Genesis 26. Genesis chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. So we got the Abrahamic covenant confirmed to Isaac is what's going on here. That's the chapter heading for my, uh, what am I, what am I looking at here? I got a little NASB action going on right now. Mm. A little Holman, no, Schofield study system, red letter. Mm, Look at that. Uh, This one works every once in a while, but it'll work for today. So chapter 26, verse four, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and will give your descendants all these lands. And by your descendants, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. All right, so we got a little covenant action going on. Verse 5. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Hmm. Because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Yeah, and, and I w- now you're going to read out of the What? So I have a, a Jewish Bible here, and they, and they see these words, these Hebrew words, just a little differently. And verse 5 says, Because Abraham obeyed my voice mm. and observed my safeguards, my commandments, my decrees, and my Torahs. Okay. Um, so we, what's the second? So safeguards, and then what's the... Uh. Well, you got, so Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Okay. So it takes out this voice. Like, the, the biggest difference that I'm catching right there is this, because Abraham obeyed me versus because Abraham obeyed my voice. Right. Which, I feel that, that could be a subtle difference. Well, I'm so... I'm saying that your Bible's wrong if you're listening to this. Like, it's not, it's not wrong. It's just... Use different translations for things too. No, the new the nuances are a little different, I think, and and I think in terms. So when I obeying someone's voice, you know, Jesus said, "My sheep know my voice," mm. and um, and so I I think Jesus is connecting back to this Genesis passage. When I think about obeying voice, there's there's two things that you have to be able to do to. Uh, to be able to obey someone's voice, you have to be in close proximity. You have to be close enough to hear it. 
Uh, there's sometimes where Logan will say something to me, thinking I'm in the next room and I'm two rooms down, mm. and and he he'll be he'll be like jabbering away, and I'm like, Charlie Brown's teacher, I have no idea what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so so you have to have proximity. And then the second thing is you have to be uh, paying attention. Yeah. So I remember when I worked at Arby's when I was 16 years old, and I would walk into the manager's office, and the manager would give me like a list of five things that they want me to do. Mm. And I my head is bouncing up and down like, yep, I agree, totally understand. Absolutely. I will go and do that. And I would walk out of the room and I was like uh, I don't I was, remember a single thing you just said. I was so freaked out. <laughs> yes. I I was and then I was thinking about the girl I'm dating tonight. You know, like mm. like off my brain was like was all over the place. Like a 16-year-old. Like a 16-year-old. And there was, no, yeah. No comprehension. You no. had heard, but you had not understood. Yeah. So, you know, I just love, uh, I, well, I, I think this just, I think this highlights just some differences in the way that uh, I grew up in Christianity thinking about obedience. Mm-hmm. The obedience is is to the voice, and because I obey his voice, um, your uh, your translation says kept. I think this translation says uh, watched over or yeah observed. Yeah because, yeah, because Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, statutes, and my laws. And also, it's not it's not because he obeyed me, so he kept. It's a because he obeyed my voice, right? Because yeah. he, he he he. You got this first part, part A, and he did this other stuff. Yeah, it's not. Well, and the word the Hebrew yeah. word is is shomer. Okay, and uh, it's a similar word to uh, that we'd use like when we were talking about pedagogue. Hmm. It means someone who guards over something. Gotcha. And so someone who protects, someone who looks and, and uh, you know, like a champion for. I think the modern, um, you know, I th- tutor is, would be a kind of a similar word. Well, it sounds a little bit like a watchdog. Like a watchdog. Yeah. Well, it's a legal guardian in today's vernacular. All right. Legal guardian. Yeah. Okay. So Jen mm. Shomer's over her to uh trying to think. They're not adopted yet. Foster? Foster. That's the term. Foster children. All right. Perfect example. Perfect Nailed example. Nailed it. This is much more relational. Mm. Like it's not like when we're obeying God's voice, it's out of a personal 
intimate relationship. It's not a, it's not us observing a bunch of things written down on paper. Mm. It's obeying the person. Like I don't steal because I know God's in the room with me mm. wherever I'm at. And so I guard over those things of not stealing. Gotcha. Because of that relationship. Nice. Nice. I dig it. I dig it. Genesis 26. Good stuff. Yeah, one of my favorite verses. Those are, those are a couple solid ones. That's a solid choice. Solid choice. So let's talk, uh, speaking of studying the Bible and uh, digging in and, and doing this stuff, I think one of the things that uh, might be a takeaway, could be, could be easily construed, is that, you know, uh, if I'm going to study the Bible, like, I'm never going to be able to understand. Like, how, how on earth would I ever have figured that out, Rob? I never would have understood that. I never would have caught that. I would have just been right in my Bible, and I would have missed that completely. Right? Which I think, you know, we, we definitely do like to throw out some gee whiz information. Um, and that's fun. I mean, I know I really love that stuff. But uh, just, a, just a reminder that the surface level reading of the text is always still good. Yeah. And and it's the base it's the base level. I mean, nothing else that we come up with, if it doesn't match that surface level reading, it mm-hmm. d- it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just it serves to deepen it. Which when you're studying, I think the important thing is just uh that we start. I know that sounds really simplistic, but if you're gonna if you're gonna be if we're gonna be listening, if we're going to be attentive to where God is act like where God is taking action. Like if God is at work in our lives, and we're going to how how do you word in the implication? Uh, are your if we are going to tune our eyes and ears to see it, right? Right. To be aware of it, to hear it, um, to notice where God is taking action. If we're going to do that, I think step one, we're going to have to be spending time in our Bible. Absolutely. Because we have to be in relationship with him. Like you were saying with the voice. Like if I'm going to be attuned to God's voice, I need to be in relationship with him. And best way to do that, getting in your text. Yeah, we're told that the scriptures are living and active. Um, it's the voice of God. And you know, one of the things that when we did the... When we took a, a sample or a, a survey of our folks, uh, one of the things that came to light is that Bible study is one of the f- places where f- people feel le- least like they see God at work. Mm. Like they're because we were asking where where they experience God. Yeah, and and the, the one of the lower ones, or if not the lowest, it was the lowest. The lowest was where people said they experienced God the least. When studying their Bible, and it's and for me, it's where I experience Him the most. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest; I was shocked by that. I it, was floored. I thought people maybe had misunderstood the question. And I and I think um, so. For me, it does start with time. Like if we're gonna if we're gonna be friends, if you you and I are gonna call each other friends, mm-hmm. we got to take time. Yeah. You know, that applies to any relationship. If we converse once every 
six months, mm-hmm. uh, we that says something about our friendship, about our relationship, about about frequency and intimacy. They're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, and so um, when I sit down with God's Word, I see it as a conversation, and and I typically sit down every day. Now, right now, I'm in, a, in the habit of, just from my own personal study, reading through three chapters a day. Mm-hmm. And then I, that could drive me into doing other things. Now, if, I used to feel just an immense amount of shame if I didn't happen to read my Bible within a regular pattern. Mm. Um, and, I've, and I've since learned that relationships kind of have this ebb and flow to them. They have these rhythms to them. Mm. And so it's not possible for me to talk, you know, have a 30-minute conversation with my wife every day. But I communicate with her... Every day. Every day. Sure. Sometimes it's a, a quick emoji. Sometimes it's a three-hour conversation. Sometimes it's just that normal 30-minute conversation. Mm. Whatever the case... The rhythm that I built, the rhythm that I established matters. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Because, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never felt the guilt of, like, but I'm, I'm also really sporadic. So I, I'm on the other, probably the other end of the spectrum where it's like, eh, maybe I should feel some guilt over lack of discipline. <laughs> um, that, might, that might not be a bad thing. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm very much a binger personality, so it's like, yeah, let's just do seven hours of Bible study, right? You know, that that that's the same as you know one hour a day, right? Well, maybe not so much, um, maybe not so much. And then there's different ways of approaching God's Word. You can you can uh, read different versions. Uh, you could pick an NIV, uh, uh, NAS, ESV. Those are pretty standard versions. Yeah. Um, you could pick up the Message Bible. Uh, there's sometimes the the story is a is a good tool. It's a it's the Bible. It's the text of the Bible, but it's presented in a story format. Mm. And they tell you when they are just adding some narratives, just so that you know that this was not. This is this is Logan adding the Palpatine section. There you go. <laughs> So, uh, you know, the story is a, is a great tool sure. for engaging with God's Word as a story, because the story, the Bible, is a story. It's all a big continuous narrative. And so you could read it physically. I, I know some people are like, man, I just, I'm not a reader. You know what? They have they have the Bible on tape. They have the Bible on CD or MP3. Oh, and, yeah. And it's, it's worth, you know... It's worth investment. Uh, sure. Most most Bible apps give the give you the ability to listen. Yeah, they've uh, yeah most of them have that. And uh, Spotify, there's a couple of there's a couple of free versions. Um, I know you can. What's it? There's KJ. I know there's KJV because I, I like to listen to KJV. Mm. Um, I'll listen I'll listen to that on via Spotify. Uh, the and that there's there's two versions. There's one that's like acted out, and there's one that's just read. I don't like the acted out one as right. much. That one drives me a little bonkers. But I mean, whatever floats your boat. Um, you know, so it really it's not difficult to find that. It's really not. 
No. Um, I personally, uh, if I'm going to study something, I study at night. If I'm reading for just connection, uh, I could do that in the morning, but I cannot study in the mornings. Mm. Interesting. And so, uh, and then I, I take like my connection time with God, my personal relationship connection time with God is not work related. So if I have to preach this week on, you know, Genesis 14, mm. if that were the case, I would not be reading Genesis 14 during my connection time with the Lord. Sure. I separate those out. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I've been wrestling with some lately. Of wait, how do you know? How do I how do I get this to not just be work for me? You right. Because you know, well, everything. I mean, it's all it's all going to come back and be work, quote unquote. You know, it's all for the kingdom. But like, really focusing on no, this is personal connection time. This is just me and him. That's Absolutely. A, that can be a little bit of a wrestling match sometimes. Uh, one of the things you. Uh, <clears throat> so we obviously talked about conversations. This should be like a conversation with God. We talked about rhythms. Um, let's talk about actual time. Like there's a hundred and what we figured out the other day, 168 hours in a week. Yeah, we all we all get 168 hours. Doesn't oh. matter if you're rich or poor, young or old. Mm. Mm-hmm. 168 hours. You know, and some of us are blessed by not having to sleep as much. So we get a couple of extra usable hours. There you go. <laughs> And then other people have to sleep a lot. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you know, a number of years ago, Josh told me that he was in high school, and he's like, oh, Dad, I just just don't have, I don't don't think I have time to work. And I tilted my head at him, I'm sure, and looked at him with like... A little perplexed sort of... Huh? What do you mean by that? I mean, and so, so he went and... Good on him. He went and applied, and and Wendy's. When you apply, they they hand you this sheet, and they want you to fill it out. And it's basically the 168 hours, and you have to block out which hours you can't work. You can't work because you're either asleep or you're in school or because you got another job. Whatever the case may yep. be. Well, when Josh had to map out the times he absolutely could not work. He found out how many hours he actually had available for work mm-hmm. and for all the other things that he was already doing, and he actually had a plethora of time. Absolutely. Time management is a lovely skill. Plethora is such an amazing word. Plethora is a good word. Oh. Plethora. I'm going to use that a plethora of times. Ooh, ooh yikes. Yeah. Hang on. Ooh, uh, yikes. And so, you know, we all have 168 hours. So if you're going to tell me, well, I don't have time to read my Bible, I'm going to ask you. Well, yeah, step one. What are you uh, spending that, that 168 on? <coughs> yeah. And then, then the question becomes, okay, so maybe, maybe you do fill up every moment of every day. What are you filling it up with? Yeah, because in life there's good things, there's better things, and there's best things and oftentimes the best things for us we don't have time for we don't have time to go to the gym we don't have time to connect with the lord we don't have time for deep relationship mm-hmm. uh with building deeper community you know what i got time for 
What do you have time for? Netflix binges. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't go binge some Netflix every once in a while. I don't. I'm not. Don't he, don't hear me calling you out on that because Lord knows I do it every once in a while. <laughs> uh, you know. That can be fun. It, it's yeah. Every once in a while, every once in a while, you gotta knock out an entire season of a show in one sitting because you're just like, you know what? That's what I need. And if that's you, cool. You do you. But. But if I'm going to say, I can't personally say, I'm going to use an I statement. Care group rules apply. I cannot say that me binging whatever show Netflix has decided I need to see, because let's be honest, that's where we're at at this point. They're like, you would really enjoy this one. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right. So whatever show they've decided that I need to watch, I can't say that that is more important that that's a better use of eight hours of my week than spending time connecting with God. Mm. Now, does that mean that I should be, you know, that I shouldn't watch that? No, not necessarily. Does it mean that I can choose and show some self-control, tie that back to Genesis? I can say, you know what? An hour this week of Netflix is enough. And then I'm going to spend the rest of that on connecting with God. I, I'm going to leave that up to you. But once again, if you're going to be in relationship with someone, you got to spend time with them. Yeah, my and my suspicion is this. For those who said that I am not experiencing God in my scriptures, it's because they are not going there enough. Now, if you are... Or they're not going there the right way. which Which are both discipleship issues, and we gladly journey with you in that. Uh, if you've got questions, uh, please contact Logan or myself. We would love to journey with you on this. Uh, we didn't figure out how to do these things by ourselves. We don't expect Mm-mm. you to figure out how to do these by yourself. I'm still wrestling with this stuff. Like, I, I, I'm, it might sound like I got it all figured out, but I don't. Like, I'm still very much wrestling with. Well, I mean, we mentioned earlier that you know how to make it not work, right? Like, that's that's a new hard concept that I've had to wrestle with the last couple of years, right? Um. And I've really kind of decided to wrestle with it recently, um, and that's that's when progress is being made. Absolutely. So like, it, it's not it, no like, but you're you need to you need to get in community for this stuff and wrestle about this in care groups. Like when you're talking about this stuff in care group, be like, all right, how how's everybody else doing this? Because I don't really know what to do with that, right? You know, that's that's a totally valid thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where we need to wrestle through those kinds of things and and get other people's perspectives. Yeah. So. No. And there, were, and there were people that said, hey, I am experiencing God in my Bible study. And that's fantastic because we sure. need people within the church that are that are doing that. Well, and, and that that just proves the point of if you're somebody that doesn't know, you're like, I'm not experiencing God in this aspect of my life. Well, there there were people. I don't think there was any category that nobody was experiencing God in. Remember, uh, some people said work, but that's because they don't work. Well, okay, but no, 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 but the, but there was somebody in that category, right? Like there was somebody that was experiencing God in that category in their life. Yeah. So when we put ourselves in community with people, when we join the care group, right, and we're wrestling about this in care group or we're wrestling about it in a, a small group or Sunday morning or wh- whatever in community, you're going to be able to find the people 
that have got the parts that you don't have figured out figured out. Right. Uh, that sounded really. That was all sorts of jumbled. Like, Rob's going to be better at certain things, and I'm going to have to be like, Rob, how the heck do I do this? Like, Rob likes spreadsheets. Logan is not a spreadsheet guru. I am a plebe that can stumble and beat my way through a spreadsheet <laughs> with a, a small sledgehammer. It's not pretty. So I can be like, Rob, how do I do this? Because this formula is stupid. And Rob will come in and he'll go bleep, 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 bloop. And then it's all pretty. And I might have learned something and I'm better for it. On the other hand, Rob, maybe not maybe not your go-to for music theory. Oh, yeah. Uh, just I'm just throwing that one out there. So maybe Rob comes into the office. He's like, mm, I got a music question. And I'll be like, bleep, 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 bleep. And then Rob leaves more confused because I overexplained it. But nonetheless. <laughs> yes, that's true. How many times has that happened? <laughs> he comes in with something and then I like end up graphing things out with music notes on the board. And I'm just like off in my own little world. And I turn around. Rob's like, I don't know. Working on a spreadsheet. Working a spreadsheet. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was really interesting. Thank you, Logan. I'm like, oh, you threw me a bone. <laughs> but it, the point being, point being, we need to be in community for this stuff because there are people that have that's part that you're struggling with. They have it figured out. And we can learn from them. Absolutely. And we need them. So, Bible study. Bible study starts with time. Starts with time, because it's a relationship between you and God. Yeah. We'll talk more about this as we go along. Absolutely. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. This, is a, this, has, been a, this has been a good series. So, so you know, just right at the beginning here. Like, I'm already... We had some good discussion at Care Group last night. Uh, I feel like there's been good conversations. I think I'm, I'm looking at where we're going with this, and I'm, I'm feeling excited about it. Yeah, I am too. We're going to get two stabs at every sermon. My goodness. Because we're doing two services. That was a shameless plug. That was shameless. a shameless plug. I have no shame. Naked and unashamed on that plug. Absolutely. Yikes. I kept my, all my clothes on, though. But naked and unashamed uh, for that plug. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, 9 and 1030 on Sunday. Uh, here here at our offices, come join us. We'll have a grand old time and a uh, care group meeting multiple times throughout the week. Uh, you can check out, check out our website, missionridge.church, if you want to find one of those groups to get, get involved with. Uh, and if you want to contact me and Rob, all our contact info is on there too. So hit us up. We'll chat about it. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge Podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.